Hello, everybody, and welcome to a amazing show about blue-collar stuff by blue-collar people for the blue-collar people. This is the Blue Collar Syndicate podcast, and you have myself, John, and then Albert right across from me. How are you? You know, just living the dream. Pushing the wrong buttons. More like not pushing the right buttons. <laughs> a little different. Come on now. Ah, uh, we still learn. I mean, we, we said 36 episodes in, we still learn new shit. Right. So. I like how you wrote that down too. I did. Because <laughs> I, I can't read upside down. I might, I might have said 63. Who knows? Or 93. Yeah. We'd be in that couple of years at that point. Yeah. We're almost at a year, over half a year. So we're doing great. It's been fun. We still learn. And we're still working on YouTube. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Figure it out. Oh, yeah. But on today's episode, we have a few good talking points. We did a bunch of research before we started talking, and we have a couple of good talking points after news and other things like that. So we can just dive right into that, because I know Albert's got a few good things on his notepad in front of me. Yeah, so one thing another podcast does that I like is, I mean, they're farmers, so they open their podcasts with like a current corn price, current bean price current uh beef and pig and like their their market is yeah and so i was thinking we we could try to imitate that a little bit we'll we'll play around with it until we kind of find the ones we like but i was thinking for this episode uh being as you know blue collar such a vast community or group of people maybe not a community because half of us hate the other half but very diverse group (laughs) yeah but it's yeah and it's huge so I was thinking if we pick some stocks that kind of covered big areas. So we came up with five here. And so we did kind of cover the oil gas area. We picked Schlumberger because they're the one of the world's, they are the world's biggest oil company, um, production company. Um, so that their current, and this is June 17th. So keep that in mind but the current their current stock price has dipped a little bit to 47.78 um next i did tesla just because i feel like tesla is like opposite of oil and gas you know electric cars but it's also a little bit manufacturing and you know everybody loves elon musk so why not mm-hmm. um they're up to 260.54 a share so that's good news if you own tesla stock if you hate Tesla, I don't know what to tell you. Stop hating them. <laughs> you don't have to buy one, but I will tell you I've ridden in them and they're stupid fast. Oh, you've ridden in a Tesla? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, my uh, I have a black grandpa. <laughs> my dad was adopted. Um, <laughs> legitimately. So he has a Tesla. And then I had a Christmas party a year or two ago. Or, fuck, three years ago now for that pipeline company and I had my little brother come pick me up and he picked me and my wife up in the Tesla. So you're saying you're part black? No. Not even kind of. You said you have a black grandpa? Yeah. But he's adopted. Oh, I think you said your dad was adopted. Yeah, my dad was adopted. But you have a black grandpa? He was adopted by a black guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Got it. Not quite that diverse. But... Anyways, stocks. Yeah, different story, different <laughs> show. Uh, so then we did John Deere because John Deere covers a lot. You know, it covers con- anybody in the construction industry. All that equipment is pretty much John Deere or Cat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few other little ones, but come on, let's be honest. These are the big ones. So, Plus the agriculture involved. And that's why we went John Deere over Cat because Cat 
Cat's basically only construction, but John Deere is going to cover all that construction equipment and agriculture stuff. So, you know, if they're doing good, that means those industries are probably doing decent as well. And they are. They are up to 407.63 a share. So they're on the rise. Um, and keep in mind, up and down is relative to the week and the month. Like, mm-hmm. There could have been a higher price a year ago. And then we did Home Depot because, come on, we all go to Home Depot and buy shit. Unless it's in Brighton, I choose Lowe's because I don't, I'm not paying price center taxes. Facts. That's what made me become a Lowe's guy. Yeah. Was that problem. And I like blue over orange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much, but yeah, I am a Lowe's guy. But same thing. I bet you if one's doing good, the other one's doing good. So Home Depot is up to three or down. They dropped a little, but 338 a share. $300.38. Because you and I go to Lowe's. Probably. I'm actually surprised they are down. You know, this is spring. Everybody's... So I was looking at their graph and it said their peak so far of the year was the 1st of February. Hmm. At that, like 390. That's an interesting. I guess that's when inflation started hitting and numbers started coming out for the last year though. So I yep. guess that kind of makes sense. Um, and then Walmart dipped a little this week to 155.52 a share, but overall they are up, which is funny because related news, you know, Target's falling and Target's trying to blame the economy and everybody's like, so why is Walmart and <laughs> everyone else going up while you're going down? I don't think you can blame the economy on that one. There might mm-hmm. be something else going on. Um, and then something else I wanted to include in the future when we when I educate myself a little is uh, steel and lumber prices just because we all live off or inside that stuff. So Yeah. I mean, lumber has a lot to deal with fucking housing and everything we do. Oh, and then what we were going to do, which I totally spaced out, was national fuel prices because that affects all of us. I, I Googled that and all they gave me was like state ones. There was no overall blanket for the national average. Oh, I know they do it for... Uh, so I found it. The... This week, make sure it's this week. Let me click it before I just read the headline. Okay, as of 617, AAA puts the national gasoline average at 357 a gallon. Which, hey, this is actually kind of cool because you can scroll over the states and see highs and lows. Okay. Does it have a diesel price? Mm, nope. Okay. There's gas. Oh. It has the highest diesel. I'm sure they're going to go off of California's Here, price. I can click this. Current average diesel is 389. Hmm. Hey, this is actually super helpful. Oh, right here. Regular average 357, mid grade four dollars, premium 433, diesel 389, E85 296. If you like burning on all that, all that corn, which I'm not. I'll tell most of you. Like I have a flex fuel car. It's a wash. You get horrible fuel mileage with the 85. So it just doesn't really do anything. Well, unless you're a race car guy, your fucking engines really like that shit. It runs good. Okay. So if you like playing with your cars, it's for you car guys. You know what I'm talking about. Tune that up on the 85. Um, I was going to see if there was like the lowest state real quick. Colorado's relatively low on the scale, which is surprising. Colorado's average is 355 for gasoline. Yeah, I know there was a time if you went down, if you went west a little bit towards like Fort Lupton, there were there were days and weekends where it was less than three dollars. Yeah, and obviously these are averages. There's, yeah. I I did see a place when I was out last week for diesel. I seen a place at two ninety nine. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So there's always going to be those. Yeah. This is average. So your average is always. Their combination. Yeah. Looks like Oklahoma's probably about the, no, Arkansas maybe. Their average is 312. There's Arkansas or Arkansas? Arkansas. I say Arkansas. But I also say Des Moines. What? <laughs> Just to drive my wife nuts. Des Moines? Yeah. Iowa. For Des Moines? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I always say Des Moines. Jesus. And I say it so frequently, my wife, she used to call, she, she, she says Des Moines. Mm-hmm. But I used to say it all the time for like a year on the road. So she would call and she'd like slip up and say it like how I say it. She'd be like, you're a fucking asshole. You got that stuck in my head and I'm sitting here saying dismoyness to customers like a fucking retail. <laughs> yeah. My dad says Parmesan cheese instead of Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I haven't heard that one. That's funny though. Um, but some news headlines. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. So since this one is... Ca- fairly new since you guys will be hearing it a couple weeks out uh for those golfers the live and the pga had a merger so not they didn't really become one entity they became more of like a partnership after reading a little bit about it i don't pay attention enough to pga and teams and franchises and stuff like that i know that they started the live i think it was like two or three years ago just to get some like freedom and separation from the PGA tour because they were so strict on things. Some, my brother-in-law was telling me how the live players are now able to like wear shorts and they did shotgun starts instead of starting at hole one and four, or I'm sorry, one and 10. So since you, for you that don't know, Albert, a shotgun start, um, every hole is filled. So one through 18 is filled. And at the start of a shotgun, you know, a loud noise, everyone starts golfing so it keeps the rotation at a very everyone ends at the same time gotcha um and they also did they don't eliminate lived they don't eliminate people from their tournaments so where there's so much stress on like the first day or two where you're worried about being eliminated and they do less holes i believe so i think pj is like 70 something and live is like 50 something they take a round out or whatever but there was a big merger which is the live is backed by saudi arabia money i was gonna say does that have anything to do with the saudis because i remember there being last year all kinds of drama about people signing with the saudi league yeah so there was a lot of famous people that went from the pga tour to live and i heard it was because there was lots of more money there was a lot of money i saw a number that was like that was like 600 million dollars in just like potential earnings throughout years and stuff but so it's not a merger from what i read it's going to be a partnership there's they're going to create a new parent umbrella company where they're going to have a bunch of the pga tour members and then the main saudi arabia guy on the board so that way there's equal amount of people on it so for those that know golf more than i do there's a live there's a, a golf merger happening interesting so I figured that would be kind of, you know, two big entities coming together yeah, with that, one of them brand new. Yeah, that's in- interesting. I, um, what about you? I got one more. Yeah, go ahead. I got I got three. My last one's kind of long, but I think you'll find it super interesting. Okay. So the, the another one, you're not much of a gamer or anything like this, but there was a new rule on Twitch. You know what Twitch is? It's like a streaming. It's a uh, streaming, streaming platform chef for nerds. So, I it came up on 
the news and areas that I look at, and a lot of people are pissed about it. So on July 1st, there's Twitch is issuing a new thing to where they are no longer allow their streamers to feature third-party ads in like display video and audio so people they're gonna they're gonna build in like burnt in ads so pre-recorded basically commercials into the streamers stream so i don't know if it's they're doing dynamic ad insertion yeah so yeah Yeah. they don't know if it's going to be like when when the ad's coming in so it might interrupt their stream because like say albert streamed and he had an ad for we'll just we'll go with home depot so he would stop his stream altogether to play a Home Depot ad or he would have Home Depot like their catchphrase mm-hmm. and then maybe like the Home Depot logo on their screen to display and they will no longer allow that but they will allow up to 3% of the sc- streamers screen to be used for third party ads but they're forcing built in ads now so a lot of streamers are pissed because it you know they don't, they kind of lost control on how they make money I saw that they were going to make a. They're moving. You know how like there's Rumble, there's another uh, streaming platform called Kick that a lot of people are moving to that because Twitch is being, I guess, money hungry. From the sounds of it, I don't know. I did a little bit of research before we got on. Do you ever wonder if there is more money in the like altogether spent on advertising than there is buying the shit? Yeah, you never know. Like. Now that we're business owners and we look at like marketing and things like that, they spend a fuckload of money on marketing and ads. That's what I'm saying. I'm always like, is it? Wouldn't it be cheaper just to like mail me free shit than spend bazillions on ads? Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like sometimes the whole advertising world, like then, like you said, the numbers are insane, and it's just like, does does the advertising and data world? Does it literally, I wonder if it literally, there's more money rolling in a circle in there than there is the actual manufacturing and goods part of it. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder sometimes. Yeah. How much of it is really necessary? Well, look at Meta, Facebook, Instagram, all these people, they're, they're data companies. They say so themselves. Mm-hmm. They sell data. That's how they know. Like, you know, we've talked about it before where the, you talk about some shit and then you see it on your Instagram feed. Well, that's because like Google can't steal your information, but they can buy it from Facebook. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at something on Facebook marketplace and then you see the ad on Google ads, that's how they know. Yeah. On my, on the back ends of like my rocket website, there's like dynamics and a bunch of other features that you can pay to get yeah. to see what people are interested to and get more information. But that's a lot of stuff. I don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Just sometimes I seriously, I wonder, I'm like, is there more money just flowing in between the advertising firms and data firms than there is the manufacturers and the building of the shit? Mm-hmm. You know what? Home Depot, if don't give us money, give us free tools. But like here's a here's a brand new screwdriver we want you to test out. If you if it if it works good for you, we'll send you three more of them and just talk about it. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering is like would you would you be better off just mailing me like free tools, two of the sockets. And then if I like them, I go buy the rest of the set. Yeah, and I, I do good talking about them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, on mine, speaking of technology, there was a recent story last week. Well, this will be two weeks ago when this comes out about Amazon shutting down a dude's smart home. 
So a lot of these new sub-developments, they're just putting it in there, all the smart home technology, the thermostats, the lights, the blinds. It's just the selling point. You know, the house builder partners with Amazon. They probably get discounts to install this and then up the price of the house, yada, yada, yada. It's all included. Well, a delivery driver for Amazon was delivering a package. Now, not that this is too relevant, but the owner of the house is a black guy and the delivery guy is a black guy. So they weren't home and the ring doorbell has like a automatic response and it's like, good afternoon, how can I help you or something? Well, the Amazon driver was dropping this package on the porch, wearing headphones, jamming out, doing whatever he does. Apparently somehow, I don't, I'm, I don't even understand. He says it said a racial slur. I don't know what racial slur is even close to good afternoon. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't figure out what word there could be misunderstood. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he made that complaint. So Amazon shut down all the smart features in that guy's house. The delivery driver reported Mm -hmm. that quote unquote derogatory word to his boss, which led further down the trail of Amazon. Yep. And they shut down his door, his ring doorbells, his cameras, all the smart features. So I don't know how hindrance that made it. Like, I mean, they have smart door locks now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know if he could lock his doors. Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. I'd hope all that stuff has manual features. Yeah. He still has a fucking key in his pocket. Yeah. But yeah. And then of course it took two weeks or a week or two to sort it out because he was like, what, what's going on? And you know, dealing with them big companies got to talk to 18,000 people. And then he he forwarded the video from the ring doorbell and it took him three or four days to review it before they finally turned all his features back on. And I guess the reason this is a story is one, it's stupid, but two, it also makes you wonder when I first mentioned it to you was like, what does it mean when you buy a house with smart features Mm -hmm. and does Amazon actually have the right to turn off shit because they don't like what you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Like the guy on the radio who was talking about it, he brought up like, what if you're just knocking a few back with your buddy and having a heated debate about politics? Like how far are we from them turning off your shit because they don't like what you say because they're obviously listening. Mm -hmm. You know that age old meme where it's like parents in the 50s, unplug the TV, it's spying on us. And then parents these days, hey Alexa, or hey government. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, it... Because we've talked about it before on the AI talks about just because something's in a contract doesn't mean it's enforceable because mm-hmm. there's other laws against, there's laws against everything. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to watch. This is also why I don't have any smart technology in my house. Like I've wanted a ring doorbell for a long time, but I don't, like I'm going to have to go CCTV on everything because I don't want all my shit being controlled by Amazon or Google or Apple, yeah. even though I'm obviously an Apple guy. I don't want to risk that. It's the same as like we were talking before when they sh- when they locked people's th- smart thermostats. Yeah. It, in California, it was getting happened here in saving, Colorado. Saving energy happened here in Colorado too. Yeah. And that's uh, everybody was complaining about that. And I'm at my nineteen dollar Home Depot special thermostat, sixty five degrees in my house in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. So, I guess for the time being, I'll be sticking with that cheap shit, no smart shit. Um, the next one I had was more I picked a couple of blue collar related news stories. So they refunded the uh reconnect loan program, which is government funded pro- 
probably way overfunded. Don't get me wrong. We know how government likes to spend our money, but they're putting millions of dollars into funding, uh, internet companies to provide internet to rural communities and farms and businesses. So they just refunded it and they added another 20 States, I believe. Um, some, some articles said 17, some said 29. So we'll call it 20 something, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars that they're putting into this. So these rural telephone companies can upgrade, get fiber and get high speed internet out to you know, these farms and like these, where we're at. Yeah. Or even further than where we're at. Actually, where we're at is stupid. You like Brogan. Well, Brogan's actually stupid because everyone's in love with the local company out there. And I don't know why <laughs> they seem like nice people, but they have lots of problems. Um, but Hudson, where we are right now, for the longest time, you could get cable internet four miles down the road. Couldn't get it here. And we couldn't get fiber internet for years, even though there is fiber running right down Highway 52 through the middle of town. And we actually offered, a company I was working for offered to partner with CenturyLink to drill into town off the highway as a partnership. Mm-hmm. And CenturyLink kept telling us there's no market. We're just dumb fucking hillbillies who just like our slow ass internet <laughs> so like our dial-up yeah we were running on cat 5 cable for years even cat 3 in some places um and then lo and behold uh rural telephone company finally moved a branch out here i think they're based out of nebraska but they moved a branch out our way and they came into town here and i think 85 percent of the town has switched over to them mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like no, no, you won't have any customers, huh? How'd that work out for you, CenturyLink? Because I bet you you just lost a good 500 customers because you refused to branch off of the fiber you already have running through town because it goes to the high school. Oh. They've had, they could have done it at any point in time. All they had to do was tee off of it and go. Yeah, just go down roads. Yep. They didn't want to do it. They said there's no market for it. Sucks to suck. Pretty much. Um, so the next one I have that's super interesting, and I'm going to have to pull it up there's a lot of data in it um colorado this is colorado based um so this article is by kdvr fox 31 news of colorado and this is from june 6th less than one-fifth of colorado's workers are considered blue collar according to the most recent government data the u.s censor bureau just released these numbers uh, 47% of people in Colorado are employed in five industries, healthcare, social assistance, 14% are employed retail, administrative, or waste management, 12% accommodation and food services, 11%, and professional, scientific, and technical services are 10%. Only 17% of Colorado's workers are employed in what would be called blue collar industries such as construction manufacturing transportation warehousing mining quarrying and oil and gas extraction only 17 percent. yeah and all those and they break it down too so they say uh seven percent of colorado workers are in the construction industry uh five percent make up manufacturing which i could tell you firsthand as a truck driver nothing gets built here um transport transportation and warehousing four percent um and that's probably to be honest, that's probably three out of that 4% is probably FedEx. 
and mining, quarrying, and oil and gas extraction only makes up 1% of Colorado workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, all the oil and gas is here in Weld County. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just surprised that. I mean, that's even mining, and they've opened up the mines up on the other side of the mountain last year. A lot of that has gotten real busy again. Hmm. And gravel pits and all that shit. We got gravel pits on every fucking road out here. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting to find out nearly half our state works as an administrative role. We don't produce anything. Apparently, everybody building shit here is from other states. And I We just have nice real estate for sale that people put offices and computers in. Well, that's fallen. The commercial real estate market is in pain right now. It's getting real cheap to rent commercial property if you know where to look. Like, you can get offices. Like, if you had a... I look, but I need a shop and stuff. But I was seeing, like, office... Good, nice fancy office space is like 500 bucks a month really god damn <laughs> but yeah i i found that super interesting and i'm like that doesn't tell you why i don't feel at home in this state sometimes it makes more sense now to find out you know half of our half the people here don't they're not producers they're just regulators in a way and uh i would be curious to see if that's the same as a lot of other blue states because like it or not, Colorado is a blue state. Yeah, it's going to be for a very long time, if not ever. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever change. I mean, maybe, but pretty unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do a teaser. I mean, I guess that kind of wraps it up. It ain't that long of a news story. But <laughs> for you, those of you here in Colorado, I just thought those were really interesting numbers. I didn't think blue collars would... I thought maybe half, like 30 40% of the state worked like a blue collar job. So that did surprise me a little bit. A teaser I want to talk about on the next, so don't let me forget, is um, it'll be kind of old news, but it'll be the dust will settled, so there'll be more facts about it. Uh, San Francisco, some of the biggest hotels have literally just abandoned, just relinquished, voluntary, foreclosed, massive, like $5 billion properties to the city. Just gave it up, walked just, away from just it. Just walked away, yep. Hmm. Is it because they're getting out of California or? Well, it's because you can't go to fucking San Francisco and walk out a door without stepping on a pile of human shit. Oh. Literally. So but, they're getting out of California. Yeah. And of course, California is trying to blame the economy. It's like, well, who's in charge of that? Mm-hmm. 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 But I'm, I'm curious to see what, what that looks like when the dust settles. That's why I didn't want to cover it just yet. Because okay. I feel like there's going to be some more drama. But I thought there's a big mall as well. A hu- one of the biggest malls in San Francisco just relinquished the property back to the bank. Hmm. And as of right now, the mall was only 50% leased anyway. So half the mall was empty. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, we had, uh, for the subjects for this podcast, we had a kind of couple because they were related. So I figured we'd do both of them. Um, first one I was thinking was, uh, do you think... Uh, like a younger person, would you recommend they go work for like a small mom and pop and then transition to like a big company later in life? Or do you think they should do the big company up front and then mom and pop is better for later in life? Just from listening, you know, like quick rundown in my head, I would say probably a bigger company first because that way you get a little bit of structure you know, you get to see like a bigger picture 
possibly. We all know in bigger companies, you have a hard time moving forward, but you know, you get that discipline, um, SOPs and stuff like that. And you get your experience, whether it's six months, a year, 10 years. And then if you go to somewhere smaller, you can try and see that little bit more relaxed life sometimes, but it also might be a little bit more high demand because if, if you flip those roles and you take that relaxed life to go to a very structured place, it might be very conflicting. Yeah, I agree. Even though I did it, I did it the other way around. Kind of. I, I, I started at a small company, very small, just me and my boss, literally. And then I went to a mega corporation, one of the biggest companies in the world. I went to work for Halliburton. And then I left Halliburton to go back to a smaller company. And then I left that company to go to a bigger company. <laughs> and then I left that bigger company, went back to a smaller company. And then I went from that smaller company back to a bigger company. And now I'm by myself. <laughs> so you've done a lot of bouncing around. Yeah, I've done literally back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Is there a reason to that? Um, or just how that kind of like the cards played out? So job number one, two, three, and four were chasing money. Okay. When I left the drill company and went back to the oil field, that was partially money, but I was also, like I was driving to Centennial, so I was driving an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the night. That was getting old. Um, the trade-off was, though, I could, that the, the drilling company, I could have worked there forever. Um, I was pretty cemented in my position and, like, not no concerns about my job security or nothing. Mm-hmm. You were tenured. Yeah, tenured. <laughs> and then uh, when I went to the pipeline company, it was more money, but it was very volatile because the oil field's always volatile. And I was going to go do the type of equipment operating I haven't done. So mm-hmm. there was a big potential to fail and get fucked, <laughs> you know. But a great place to learn something new. Oh yeah, definitely. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't change anything I did. But I think the time I spent working for Halliburton, one of the biggest companies in the world, was actually super valuable because, like, you know, the small companies, like you said, there's some more freedom. And then if a small company grows, some structure gets implemented and guys freak out where I'd already been in some of the most strictest structuring there is to have. So I was like, this ain't nothing. Yeah, one of the biggest companies that's in the oil and gas that already has very strict rules and regulations yeah like they literally called you like by your employee number <laughs> i'm like <laughs> man they're still calling you by your name you got nothing to worry about <laughs> like I, i've been called by my employee number before um not all the time but sometimes they did that shit and you're just like motherfuckers that would catch me off guard like what is prison. this fucking jail number <laughs> yeah um having badges to scan in and out of gates and stuff and yeah so it was when a small company grew a little bit it didn't it didn't frustrate me as much as it did guys who'd never been there. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I've worked, some of those guys have never worked for a company bigger than, you know, 25, 50 guys. That was the biggest they'd ever worked. So when they get a little like, what, what do you mean? There's another manager. What do you mean? There's a fucking T- DOT safety officer here now. Safety guy. What the fuck do we need a safety guy <laughs> exactly. for? Exactly. What do you mean? I can't jump down in that 10 foot hole with no shoring or trench box. Yeah. No confined space permits. The fuck safety glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, I, I go back and forth a little bit because both definitely have their pros and cons. But I think if I were to recommend to a younger guy, I would tell him, 
go with the big company first, milk it for all you can milk it for. And if you don't like it, then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if the things you don't like about the big company are the typical, you know, uh, you're not treated like a person, your pay's lower because big company, your pay's always lower, but your job security is usually higher. If those, those type of frustrations are what are making you not happy, then a small company will probably satisfy a lot of those things that are frustrating you about the mega corporations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cause you can, for a small company, you can help that small company grow and then grow with that company at the same time to make more money as in a big company. They're pretty much as big as they can get. Yeah. And I think the other thing people don't think about when they're like, Oh, I want to work for a small company. Your margin, your room for error at a small company is a lot smaller than it is a big company. Mm-hmm. Um, at Halliburton, me and a boss created a about a hundred and twenty thousand dollar fuck up one night. Like, you're not going to do that for a company that's only got fifteen guys. Mm-mm. Yeah, you have a five thousand dollar fuck up at a company with fifteen guys. You're probably losing your job. Where when we did that at Halliburton, it was a here's your write up. Don't do that again. <laughs> Can you talk about what happened? Oh yeah. Okay. Story time. Um. So back in those days. Uh, we we had this stuff called dry gel. It's part of uh, uh, lubricant they use during the fracking process. And there's basically three different kinds they were using. And two of them you can mix, and then the other two you can't mix. Well, we mix the two you can't mix. Because chemicals don't collide with each other or what? Yeah, they don't do what they're supposed to do downhole. Okay. So what had happened was the truck we had these trucks they are called Fruhoffs, you know, those big, uh, pneumatic trailers would look like silos kind of, and they blow air and they push all the shit out from the inside of the truck, mm-hmm. like cement trucks, kind of those dry cement trucks. So the truck, we labeled them like they had these placards. So you'd flip them over. Like it has this kind, like, I don't want to say the kinds cause that shit might be proprietary. Yeah. It has the chemical numbers and all yeah, that stuff. So on the- it, there's three different numbers. So it was like, It'll have the two numbers. And like I said, two of the numbers you can mix together, but the other two you cannot. So one of them's universal and you can mix one with either, but then let's just, I'll give them numbers because like I said, I don't want to say the numbers because I don't know, like I said, trade secrets or whatever, but let's say you have number one, two, and three. So you can mix two with three and two with one, but you cannot mix one and three. Okay. If that makes sense. Is it, so I'm, I'm asking why can you not, they, is it like a bad reaction or they just don't, nothing happens? No, like I've made bad reaction. I made mustard gas once. <laughs> <laughs> once again, not my fault. Um, that was a little bit, of, that was like a $20,000 fuck up, but, uh, yeah, it just, they don't mix. So this is a chemical they mix with water mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of a, a lubrication of sorts. And when you mix one and three, it doesn't work. Okay. And just nothing happens. It it doesn't, just, you don't get what you're, the product. Yeah, it just use. clumps up and doesn't do anything. And then it plugs shit up. Gotcha. Supposedly. I was, I was like, is it like v- vinegar and baking soda type, type shit or more like know? oil and water? Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, one night the truck didn't have a number on it. So we went and looked up, we found a paper, what we thought was the last time the truck got loaded, the BOL for that. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, they loaded it with, you know, number two. So we can mix two and three. Well, what had happened was the paper we had found was 
two loads ago. Between when we got the truck and that time, it had actually come back, been cleaned out, and reloaded with the number one. Okay. So we thought it had three in it. So that paper had gotten uh, lost, whatever. Something didn't, we missed that paper somehow. So when we mixed, let's say, number one and three together, and then we we went to send the truck out and the same driver who dropped it off he goes what'd you get you guys put that kind in here we're like yeah he goes you can't mix those two kind like dude you can mix two and three he goes it didn't have two and three it had number one in it and we're like oh shit well this chemical it's this powdery substance right and to so everybody out there who's probably freaking out about oil-filled chemicals i can you can eat this stuff it won't kill you (laughs) it's not some crazy shit but we uh we're like oh fuck and this is like a powdery substance. You load it through the top with these big bags and forklifts. And we're like, oh, shit. And those things were like a whole semi load of it. Cost about 100 grand. Mm-hmm. So now these two chemicals are mixed. You can't unmix them. It's like trying to pick up sand grains. Like you can't mix two handfuls of sand together. You can't separate <laughs> them back. Um, so we're like, oh, fuck, you know. So we put the truck out of service and then next morning when everybody comes in we go so about this truck over here (laughs) we told him what happened well my foreman at the time or supervisor he was determined because he's like look you can actually kind of mix these it's happened and it still works you just have to kind of do a little bit of the process a little different so there's this argument because he he used to work in the field on the frac side and he knows this stuff because he used to be in charge of all the chemicals and he's like, no, like there's times we actually do it on purpose for a reason. Um, you just, you have to use mineral water instead of water, and then you can get it to hold a certain vis- viscosity. And what you had is you had an argument between a guy who's been there, seen it, done it, and a guy in a lab who's in a lab cap and never done it. And he's like, no, it's impossible. And he's like, fuck you. I've done it. Want before. me to show you? Yeah. He's like, so we did. We went and took a big sample. We mixed it ourselves in a truck in the yard. We took it to him. We lied to the lab and told him it was the other kind of gel. Mm-hmm. And they did their test on it. And they said, yeah, good to go. And he goes, funny that you say that. This is the stuff that you guys are saying we caused $100,000 worth of lost material and then another 20000 to clean the truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, all you need to do is you need to just use this much of the mineral water and it works just fine. So now, okay, you have to use this mineral water stuff. It's going to cost a little more than just normal water. But it creates, it goes from a $120,000 fuck up to like a $5,000 fuck up. Yeah. So you really drop the price of the fuck yeah. up. But they were like, nope. Lab says it's impossible. And he's like, we just proved it was. Yeah. We just proved the lab. <laughs> yeah. So they still wouldn't take it. Okay. So that sucks. Yeah. But long story short, like they came and they have a little sit down with you with the, the big dick um, and some other people and some safety people. We have to talk about why it happened, how to prevent it from happening again. And then they give us this little thing that says, oh, you got a little little write-up on your record. Mm-hmm. And then we both refused to sign it because it was just me and him doing it. And we both refused to sign it because we're like, we're not going to sign this because we told you how to fix the problem and you refused to. That's not our fault. Mm-hmm. And he goes, in fact, we pulled up, you know, like you said, SOPs. We pulled up an SOP from North Dakota where they actually do this on purpose, just in a smaller quantity. We're like, there's a, there's a, you guys have your own standard operating procedure on how to treat these two when they're mixed together. Like, 
so fuck off. So what happened when you didn't sign it? Nothing. They're just like, well, it would be better if you sign it. It's like a speeding ticket. You know, when a cop gives you one, you can you don't have to sign it, mm-hmm. but you still get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to go to court at that point. But yeah, they were just like, well, we're disappointed you won't sign it. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Now imagine that at you know a company of 15 guys. You might no. put that company out of business with a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, up. a car wreck can put a company out of business nowadays just exactly. because of sue happy people. Yep. And then I will say we. Well, I'll hit the mustard gas story real quick. <laughs> I want. I want to hear that one. So there's two chemicals you mix, and it makes mustard glass or chlorine gas. Well, the, once again, it was a mislabeled truck. So the truck had actually come from Texas. And it was labeled one of the chemicals, like we're putting chemical A in. And they use chemical yeehaw and chemical howdy? Yeah. So you can't mix yeehaw and howdy or bad (laughs) shit happens. Well, it was labeled howdy and they told us to put yeehaw in it. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. They're like, giddy up. No, no. So they were like, no, no, no. The plaque, they just forgot to change the placards. Okay. That truck was steam cleaned before it left Texas. So it's a clean, clean tanker. We're like, oh, okay. Well- they cleaned the tank, but they didn't actually clean the belly line at the bottom. And that belly line was plumb full of yeehaw or howdy. <laughs> so we went and loaded yeehaw in it and I was messing with everyone. <laughs> Me and my buddy, we were just talking shit like, oh, you're going to have us make mustard gas. Ha ha ha. And they're like, uh, quit saying that. Uh, it's been cleaned. Fuck off. Quit joking. So it's like, all right, whatever. So we go to load the truck and the other two guys, they go to the other yard and they're doing some other stuff with some other trucks. And I'm at the the machine and I'm pumping and loading in the belly line and the guy's on top. So we have a guy on the bottom and a guy on top. The guy on top, you know, we're all wearing respirators, all the shit. He's on top and he's like, he watches it to tell me when to turn the machine off so you don't overfill a truck. So he's up there with a the little stick measuring how many gallons is in each little, con- each little pod of the tanker. And he goes, is this shit supposed to be turning brown? Well, the, to be, the chemical I'm pumping in is clear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, it's brown. I'm like, you're full of shit. Well, when you're the ground guy, you don't have to wear a full face respirator. You just wear the one over your nose. Mm-hmm. Well, he, uh, when you're on top, you have to wear the one with the eye protection and everything. So I go up there and when you work somewhere long enough, you get a little haphazardous. So I go up there and I like take the thing off real quick and I look down in there and I'm like, get a big whiff of it. And it about knocks me out. I'm like, whoa (laughs) i go down the floor my eyes are all tearing up and then i'm like so i turn the machine off and i'm like what the fuck is going on here we're trying to figure it out you know and uh he's like it's steaming i'm like what do you mean it's steaming he goes it's smoking i was like oh fuck get off the truck get out of here (laughs) so i'm like so that's what i did i get off and i call my boss and say hey we just made mustard gas he goes shut the fuck up already and load the damn truck i was like no i'm not joking this time we really did and he was like fucking serious i was like yes i'm fucking serious and he was like all right well let me come over there and i'm like mm, all right so we, we we put on full hazmat suit and we go up top and we close all the hatches turn on the ventilation and there's like you can turn on the ventilation scrubber which mm-hmm. puts everything through an enclosed system and cleans it and then there's like if shit really goes bad there's an alarm that locks down the whole fucking facility which i've also had to do in the past but this time we got lucky and it was a small amount and you can actually pour another chemical in there that neutralizes everything. But yeah, that was another investigation <laughs> and shit show. <laughs> but I was like, we were clear. And then the guys who brought it from Texas got in trouble because 
they uh, they did not clean it properly yeah yeah well they didn't they didn't inspect it and when i inspected it like when you hook up to the line to load everything there's one valve and then there's a cap so i took the cap off well there was nothing between the first valve and the cap that came out and then i was like oh it's clean so i hooked up and then you open that valve well on the other side of that valve was all the yeehaw <laughs> yeah so that made for an interesting night I got so many funny stories about chemicals, I could tell you. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's been some funny ones. I'll have to, we'll have to do a story time one episode because there's some funny ones. But anyway, once again, that stuff would have made me lose a job at, potentially at a small company. Mm-hmm. Or, to be honest, it could have been a safety hazard. I mean, small companies don't have you know, $50 million facilities with scrubber systems and all that shit to neutralize when you do have an accident. Yeah. What are you going to do with a giant tank of mustard gas and no way to get rid of it? Yeah. If you're, if you're working at some little, I don't know, like a little tank cleaning place and same thing happens. Somebody comes to you, tells the truck is empty and it's not. And you jump up there and you're thinking you got an empty truck and you open something up and it's got mustard gas inside. Mm -hmm. So that's the other part of that is it could be a safety issue. I mean, luckily, like I said, we had a $50 million facility with all this shit to attend to it properly (laughs) in hazmat suits and all the stuff so yeah you got to be careful but yeah that's the other thing i just now the story time's over that i just think people don't think about go to a big company and when you're in your learning phase like when you're just green as green gets like they have that structure for a reason yeah and there's a big margin to make errors Mm -hmm. you know so not that you want to make errors but like i said yeah a little I've, bit more lenient in yeah. errors. No, I've been at small companies. I've had to fire guys for $500 fuck-ups. Okay. Like, oh, you hit this curb and pop two tires? Well, you're not driving for us no more. You're stiff. Well, when you, <laughs> when you can, your company's so small, it can't afford to be buying two tires every three days. I mean. Okay. That's a point. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just l- lower, less tolerance. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to keep in mind when you're like, you know, maybe you want to be a truck driver. So you're like, let me go work for a big company that'll pay me for a bunch of training and I can do different kinds of trucking before I go to the small company that has really sweet, cool, awesome semis, but they're not going to tolerate if I hit a curb and pop a tire. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, no, you're bye. Where Halliburton, they're going to be like, well, put your triangles out. We'll send the service truck to come change your tire. You know, and then you might get a write-up. Yeah, a little slap. <laughs> yeah, and then told not to do that again, and they might make you sit through a 20-minute online safety training. <laughs> I had to do one of those. I got a, I ran a red light one time. <laughs> a red light camera got me. Yeah. It was like 2 in the morning because we were going to the airport. Mm-hmm. And I we knew the light, the light was there, but with it being 2 in the morning, I was looking down trying to like grab something to eat, or I was just looking away. And I looked up, and I was already in the middle of the intersection, and the light just turned red i was like fuck and the flash went off and the guy in the passenger seat said what was that i, said, I just got a ticket for running red light <laughs> that's another good example i've gotten two of those at, when i was at the drilling company and the thing is you get one of those at halliburton they're so big that they're gonna get mailed a ticket and somebody in the fucking whatever department's gonna pay the ticket and you'll probably never hear about it because mm-hmm. it costs them more money probably to have someone spend half a day finding out who's driving that truck at that time, at that location, and then where are you? Oh, are you still local, or did we send you to North Dakota? Yeah, do you still work for us? Yeah. Where, you know, where are you? So they're probably like, no, we'll pay the $150 ticket because yeah. we're going to spend $400 of our own time trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and then argue about someone. Yeah. argue about it with whoever did it. So anyway, I got two of those. The first one, I let them take it out of my check. The second one, I told them to throw it away. I won't pay it. 
because to be honest, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't red light. It was speeding. One of those speeding cameras. Oh, and city of Denver had their speeding van set up around a big turn. So you'd come around this turn and it was a construction zone. Well, it was coming up to a construction zone. So the speed limit's dropping. Mm -hmm. Well, they kept ticketing me for coming around the same turn three, two or three days in a row. Well, the problem is the fucking camera van is sitting on the other side of the speed limit sign. So they're clocking me and saying I'm going 10 over when I haven't passed the sign where the speed limit drops yet. That's such a shitty move. Yeah. And I was like, they're just hoping people pay these tickets. It's free money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's not the fucking speed limit zone yeah, right there. Because if someone actually gets pissed off and goes and takes a video yeah. and then fucking files discovery during a court process, you're going to be like, oh, you were clocked at 500 feet. And you're going to be like, funny, because I'm 300 feet away from the sign at 500 feet. And then you're going to look like a dumbass. So mm-hmm. they just hope people pay it and get, they get their money. They got one guy sitting there in a camera van just click, 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 click. I mean, two or three people pay their ticket and they fucking made money on it. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I've thrown every red light ticket I've ever gotten in the trash. Yeah, that was the only one I got. They took it out of my check. It was like 50 bucks or something, maybe 100. They're like, you need to watch this little 20-minute safety training video on traffic and running, running lights. It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the transition for whether you should work for big or small and what you think. I guess what we're saying is maybe consider a big one, but honestly it could go either way. Cause I did it the other way and mm-hmm. it had his pros and cons too. There's no, there's really no wrong reason. Just don't, don't rule it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other subject I had was, I think it's, f- I thought it was funny how people always hate the big mega corporations, but they don't realize their neighbor or their brother or their cousin works for them people mm-hmm. you know uh and our little town so many people fucking sand trucks fucking oil filled trucks it's like you do realize your neighbor probably works for them your other neighbor probably works for him too well your neighbor that drives a sand truck needs to get their shit together because <laughs> the sand truck drivers out here are dummies well not everybody can be great but that's why i don't drive truck <laughs> but a lot of it uh like, look at Walmart. How many people are like, oh, I hate Walmart. Walmart's fucking evil. Well, how many middle-class people have lived off a Walmart paycheck? Mm-hmm. And I hear people, <clears throat> my dad went on a rant about Walmart one time, and I'm like, pretty pretty weird being my mom worked at Walmart for like 15 years. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, you know how everyone's going to the self-bagging? Yeah, I hate it. Everybody does. So he was on a rant about like, oh, well, fucking just close the stores down. I got to do half the work myself. Like, half sarcastic half not and i was just like you guys are so mad about this self-bagging thing like i was like okay let's close walmart down they employ like 40 million people Mm -hmm. what are they gonna do and that's who walmart employs most of their truck freight is hauled by subcontractors it doesn't count those companies um doesn't count all the pepsi cola workers who yeah all their distributors and vendors yeah so I'm like, people want to hate on these, but they don't think of the big effect. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always, I find that interesting. But let's talk about that self-checkout real quick. <laughs> Go. Why do they not open up more regular checkout lanes? Because everybody wants $15 a minute to do a $3 a minute. And job. have you noticed that people over the last 10 years have just slowed down at the checkout? I hate self-checkout. There's two things I can say about the checkout. I do find it weird that in America we make everyone stand up at checkout, but I guess if you go over to like the UK, they sit. 
I'm trying to remember if that's true or not. I just remember seeing a bunch of pictures about it on Facebook where they were just like, why? I don't remember. That might be true. I can't remember. I remember because when, when we were in France at some of their little get, grocery store, convenience stores. Oh, fuck. They, they might. I don't remember. Yeah. They said it's like a America thing. Like people who are cashiers and clerks over there are always like, why do you guys have to stand for eight hours a day? Huh. Like give you a fucking chair. Interesting. <laughs> I never even noticed that. Yeah. Which is probably would help job retention if you're hiring people for cashier jobs, mm-hmm. you know. Give them a nice chair or stool to sit on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like they're in a fucking recliner. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I feel a few ways about it. Like, I think it's dumb, but I think it's self-inflicted. This is what happens when you start requesting maximum wages for minimum wage jobs. Yes. Um, the other thing I think people don't think about is if Walmart and King Supers and all these places don't find a way to cut those costs, you're going to start paying more. I don't like your true reasonings. <laughs> I mean, I look at it from a business owning perspective mm-hmm. and people always get mad about these profits. And I'm like, why the fuck would you want to own a business if you're not making profit? You think okay. they should do this shit out of goodwill? You know, um, I think the biggest effect though is probably the push on minimum wage. My biggest bitch about Walmart, honestly, is if you go to half the Walmarts, it's like teenage hangout hour. That's what really drives me nuts is I'm like, they need some store managers that have a little bit of pride in their job because, um, one of the Walmarts closest to where we are now, you go there and it's just like, you can't get shit moved. You can't get shit off a top shelf. Very minimal employee. It's hard to find someone. And if you do, they're bullshitting. That's yeah. That's because it's them and all their buddies from high school and they're all hanging out at one corner of the aisle bullshitting. Mm -hmm. It's like, fuck's sake. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the other way I feel about it is, uh, I'm one of those guys at the self-checkout. I ring it. If it don't ring, it goes in the bag. And if you don't like it, fire me. I'm not going to sit there and play games with something 18 times. Like, I'm not saying I do it on purpose, but it's like... I'm not going to fight this machine. Yeah, I've, I've had, I've had like, like a fucking cheese packet for sliced cheese. Like, the crease is right on the scanner. So you're like, fucking beep, beep, beep. And you're like, this fucking thing ain't working. goes in the bag now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here for five minutes and figure it out. If you don't like it, fire me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And I usually go to the people checkout if it's open. No, I normally do. I, I look for the shortest line and self bag is like last resort or if I have like one item and I'm not yeah. waiting for three people. And to be honest, sometimes the self bag's nice. Like uh it's not so big here in Colorado yet, but like in Ohio, they have these gas stations called Sheets, which we really need Dude. out here. Sheets is fucking amazing. Sheets is legit. Let's stop the entire conversation <laughs> and talk about Sheets because Sheets is the fucking shit. Yeah, Sheets is badass. They need Sheets out here and they need their version of Quick Trips out here. Okay. Our Quick Trips are stupid. Yeah. But their Quick Trips out there, you can buy meat, you can buy bags of milk. I've never seen a bag of fucking milk. Really? Like, yeah. Okay. They're just, they're two different because it's like Quick Trip with a K or Quick Trip with a Q. The one with Q is what we have. Yeah. It's just like, they're, I mean, they're nice. They're, they're, not, they're good. They're nice and clean, but it's just mega corp. It's a come and go. It's just mega corporation. Nothing cool about it. But mm-hmm. the quick trips out there with the K's, like you can do your grocery shopping there. They have so much shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. But sheets. Yeah. I, I went to my first sheets and I ordered from the, you know, like, you know how you order the, good from the kiosk, f- oh, quote unquote, fresh food. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was pretty good too. Dude, their fried pickles and then their mozzarella cheeseburger. Bro. I got a cheese stuffed jalapeno pretzel 
and then I got a steak salad, and it's pretty fucking good. I'm hungry again. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It was super good. But no. If you've never been to the east, northeast, because yeah, yeah, Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, if you've, if you've never been to a Sheets, and if you see a Sheets, it's spelled S-H-E-E-T-Z. Yep. Make it a point to go to that gas station. Yeah, they're, they're nice. Um, but, you know, when everybody's standing in line because they want, you know, cigarettes or chew or they're buying a case of beer or whatever, and you're just buying... Like in my case, I I was just trying to buy a gallon of water to drink. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, there's a self-checkout. Bing, I'm gone. I don't mm-hmm. have to wait in line. So at that point, I'm kind of grateful for self-checkouts. Yeah, you're not waiting on yeah, yeah, I get that point. But the grocery stores, like I said, I think the biggest problem is uh, probably the minimum wage. Yeah. And the fact that people don't push their high school kids to work no more. And they don't put accountability on fucking kids to... Well, I'm saying that's a perfect kid's job. Yeah. Like you go there, you're responsible for handling money. You got to talk to adults. You got to be able to be professional, have a conversation. You can't be an immature little jackass. Keep the store clean. Yeah. So it's like, that's the perfect job. Checkout and bagger for a teenager. And nowadays teenagers don't work. They're not pushed to work. I mean, some are, and I'm not, it's not every single one, but a lot of them won't. That was my first job was at a grocery store, the local store here in town. I worked there for three years. Yeah. You know, I had to, I never touched, I never handled money. I wasn't old enough to sell alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. But, you know, I cleaned, I stocked, I fucking, I did every, I bagged, I helped people out. You know, you learn a lot as a kid. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's why that's gone away. Okay. And then AI just takes over everything. I mean, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be all about AI now. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's one of the big first steps was for self-checkout. The, I, the first place I remember seeing stuff like it was like, like McDonald's, you know, the the kiosks yeah, to well, make your own food. What I was saying, why I was saying it relates to AI, just to go back real quick. Have you ever noticed that the Walmart one, if you move towards the bag and then go back, it says potential misbagging item not scanned. They have no. a camera watching you. So if well, you yeah. make the movement, but the machine doesn't beep, your thing starts flashing red and they have someone come check your bags. I never paid attention to that. Yeah. That's not AI. That is fucking AI. That's not AI. That's AI. That's a computer deciding whether they think you stole something or not. That's programming. That's not artificial intelligence. Because artificial intelligence is something that continues to learn and grow. That was programmed to move off of sensor. You don't think it learned and growed? <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't grow. <laughs> it didn't grow. No. <laughs> it didn't it learn and grow. It is a self-contained program that will monitor movements. I bet you, you you go get some computer nerd. They're like, yeah, this thing's learning. Yeah, well, let's find somebody. I bet you I'll does. put a dollar on this. I mean, I'll bet a few dollars on it. Okay. There's some self-learning going on there because they got to figure out all the sensitivities, moving left, moving right, did it beep, did it not beep, and then it gets yeah. more and more sensitive because I've noticed some don't give a shit. But other ones, I fucked with it just to make the lady come over. Those are, that's, those, that Walmart has, keeps hitting pause on the updates overnight. They haven't updated it yet. <laughs> uh, skip, skip, yeah. skip. Update later. Yeah, maybe. We're waiting for our rural Wi-Fi to get improved. Yeah, but I guarantee you that thing's learning because if they can ever get it good enough that they don't even need that one person to come check your shit no more, then that's one more job they don't have to have. Mm-hmm. But how much money do they really... Oh, yeah. I guess over the long run, it doesn't Well, matter. and that's why I'm saying people forget about macro economy. Like, they're like, oh, they're just saving $15 an hour. Okay, hold on. $15 an hour times... 24 hours. 24 hours a day times how many stores? Yeah. Times 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year. It, if they can get rid of that one person, that company's probably going to save millions of dollars a year when you multiply that by every store, 
every hour. Mm-hmm. Like people forget about that. Cause I hear a lot of people say, that, Oh, they just did, this is just saving 15 bucks an hour. It's like, hold on. They're saving 15 bucks an hour multiplied by a lot of things. Yeah. Multiplied by 700. Yeah. They're not going to invest a hundred thousand dollars into a computer system and a self checkout deal just to fire, you know, miss fucking Jane Doe at Walmart. They're not just looking to get rid of one person. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to get cut thousands and then benefits of that person, workman's comp on that person, employment taxes on that person. You don't think these companies think about all the taxes too. I think that's the other thing the government doesn't think about is like, we're going to raise minimum wage. Oh, minimum wage. So now your employer's share of the tax goes up too. So the less people they have to employ, the less employment taxes they pay. So okay. the government's shooting their own selves in the foot. Big fucking circle jerk. I was going to say, it's starting <laughs> to make a big picture. Yeah. Fucking government. Yep. People, and, you guys need to get skills so you don't have to keep paying, keep making minimum wage. Yeah. I, th- say. I think that's a big issue, but I also think um, that there needs to be a place for people to start. Yes. And I think there needs to be a place too for, you know, uh, old people who are retired. They don't need the money, but they want a little money because they want to work on their backyard this summer or they want to, you know, they're, they're 75 and they're like, I want to go on a little two week cruise. It's like, I don't need to work 40 hours a week, but it would like the fucking door greeters at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like Walmart only, they don't have door greeters no more. They just have assholes who check your receipts. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being a kid, you go in there, there was always some old dude. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Walmart. You know, and then on the way out, thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by. Walmart, that was literally like an old people donation job. They didn't need greeters. They just. Yeah, it was just to employ this person. Yeah, it's like we're going to employ this person. It's, it's their way of giving back a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. But over the time, so many corners need to get cut. So many profits are getting cut. So many taxes are getting paid. Now it's more valuable for them to have someone who can chase you down and say, can I see your goddamn receipt? Half the time, that person can't even run a foot race. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are they going to do? Well, that's another good point we didn't think about. The overhead, look at theft. Just recently, at the King Supers, not too far from here, they had someone pull up a car to the doors, and then those little they weren't little. They were quite heavy set. Crackheads stole a bunch of shit and threw it in the back of the car and took off. And on the local Facebook page, I seen a bunch of people. Why didn't this fucking security? Blah blah blah. That no one did nothing, and this is the problem. I'm like no no no. The problem is the government and the DAs who aren't imposing severe penalties on this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Don't blame that security guard because maybe that security guard was lazy. But even if he wasn't. Also, not too far from here, there was another King Supers where the shoplifter punched the security guard Then because the, sec- the security guard was simply just trying to stand in his way. Mm-hmm. Well, after he hit, the security guard hit back. King Supers fired that security guard. Yeah, a lot of companies will fire you and terminate you if you chase after the person that is. They want you to be a visual deterrent, and that's it. Yeah. They don't actually want you to do any security. They want you to be a fucking billboard. If you want to be a visual deterrent, you better go fucking hire some jacked bitch to scare people. Yeah. Well, Not some fat fuck. That's like, what, oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to juke around you. That's what these stores don't realize anymore is people know they're not going to get in that much trouble for No, it's theft. a misdemeanor. Yeah. If that, if that, yeah. so it's like these, uh, but anyway, the whole point I was trying to make was people are like, Oh, blame the security guard. And I'm like, fuck that. Why would that security guard do anything when his, 
his buddy at the other King Super stores just got shit canned and lost his job and charged by the city. Yeah. I'm for, not going to lose my job and get sued yeah. over a fucking gallon of milk. For a double negative. He was doing his job on trying to stop a shoplifter and self-defense. Mm-hmm. And he's still the one who got all the punishment. And even if they caught the shoplifter, that fucking person probably got maybe a summons to show up to court or maybe a fucking ticket. Yeah. I mean, these days, carjackers, well, not if you carjack, it's different, but if you steal a car, car theft, grand theft auto or whatever, nowadays in Colorado, Colorado's, I think it's still the number one state for stolen cars in the country. Yeah. And these days, if you get caught in a stolen car, they give you a ticket to show up at court. They don't even arrest you. What? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's easier to be a fucking criminal nowadays. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that person's going to show up in court? They just stole a car. No. <laughs> you know, they just stole some dude's $40,000 truck. Do you think they give a fuck about your court date? No. Yeah. So that's another thing where, once again, if stores can cut liability and get rid of cashiers and get rid of security jobs, they're gonna. And this is why the people need to vote for people who can balance figure out how to balance like availability of minimum wage jobs job security but also encourage getting better Mm -hmm. you know there might be a reason somebody wants to be a part-time security guard maybe they already have another job or maybe they're self-employed with a t-shirt company and they just need a little bit of money to pay their bills while they're growing their own thing so they only want to work you know monday tuesday wednesday they got events and shit on the weekend like somebody i know so it's like that that kind of job still needs to exist for those people. Mm-hmm. But you also, you got to figure out how to let that person do their job. Like, you're just going to stand there and be a billboard? Dude, I would feel so diminished being a security guard and then just let somebody walk by me Yeah, with stolen goods. It, why? Exactly. What's the point of being a security guard? <laughs> I'm sitting here watching cameras. This guy in aisle seven has a cart full of food and he's walking out the store. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. They wanted to call police and police are going to say, we have real crimes to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> we got fentanyl killing everybody in the country. Yeah. We're not worried about the stolen stick. <laughs> you know what my favorite video, internet video of all time is? You ever Back see- up, Charlie. No. No? Okay. Fucking uh, steak is, was it steak or was it crabs? I think it was steak. Steak is for taxpayers. I don't know. Oh, man. Where he he watches these people use, like, food stamps to buy all their groceries at Walmart, and then they go over to the, the little, what is that called? Customer service or whatever? Okay. Where they can buy the scratch tickets, and they buy, like, $100 cash worth of scratch tickets. And he goes out, and he follows them, he starts recording. Oh, and I he, think I, okay. And he's like, did you really just pay cash for those fucking lottery tickets? And they're like, yeah, what is your in business? He goes, you just bought all that with fucking food stamps. That's my fucking money. Yeah. And they're like, oh, mind your own fucking business. And he's like, they get kind of confrontational. And he reaches in the cart and grabs, I think is a big old thing of steak. He goes, steaks is for taxpayers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still one of my favorite videos of all time. Oh, God. It's either steak or maybe it was crab or something. That's but funny. It, it was still like some classy food. And he's like, it's for taxpayers, bitch. <laughs> and just walks <laughs> off. I was like, that's great. We need more people like him in this world. That's a security guard. That's my fucking, that's who I want to be my governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even president. Uh, but no, I mean, I think people need to think about that though. Before you go hating on Walmart, you need to think about who works for Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we deal with that here in Colorado, you know, they're not big oil and gas fans. They try to do a bunch of momentoriums here and they're like, 
you think you're just putting Halliburton out of work, but you're putting the, I think the Fort Lepton camp at the time had 7,000 employees. Like you're putting 7,000 people out of work and that's just who is employed by Halliburton. You know how many FedEx deliveries we get every day? You know how many of our guys shop at these two gas stations? Mm -hmm. Do you know how many guys eat at these three restaurants? Do you know how many um, tires we buy from this tire shop? You know how many hoses and equipment? You know this? How much money we sponsor or give to the fucking town? Yeah, they didn't even get to donations. Yeah. And then they're like, like a guy I know actually did like an, like did some fucking leg work and like the city of Brighton was doing some shit. And he found that 65% or something like that of people in Brighton were employed or indirectly employed by the oil and gas industry. Hmm. Because it was like the gas station clerks, the <clears throat> FedEx drivers, delivery drivers, all the people working at like the hose and hydraulic places. He was like, these are all people that are indirectly employed. Mm-hmm. Um, the car sales, you know, the big car dealership out there where every oil company in our area buys if they're buying fords or dodges they get them out of the two dealerships in brighton most yeah. of the time so he's like there's all you think you're just being you know happy dippy for the angry mom at the park in the middle of town all because there's some big nasty rig in visual sight exactly half of the stuff wasn't even in visual sight but <laughs> different story <laughs> but yeah no i mean people don't think about that they don't think what, what indirect consequences they say fuck walmart it's like I have no problem with Walmart. Walmart kept me and my brothers fed when we were a kid many a times. Yeah. Just clean it up a little bit. That's all. Yeah. You have to select your Walmarts wisely, unfortunately. Very true. And I think Sam Walton was the type of guy. I mean, this that guy was a billionaire who would show up at a random Walmart and hop in a truck with a random check driver and ride 100 miles to his next store and just talk to his driver. Really? Yeah, he did shit like that. And... uh over time, like he passed away and people have taken over, shareholders, whatever's happened, it's definitely changed. But I think he's the type of guy, like like I said, if he walked into our local Walmart in Brighton on a weekend, he would not be happy. No. You know, he was all about high quality and high value. That was his thing. And that's, I mean, honestly, I mean, you can probably attest to this. Most of the people who shop at Target just shop at Target because it feels classier than Walmart. Agreed. <laughs> like, they don't really sell that much different shit. It's all kind of the same, or it's the same shit in one, one it's, brand it's name. It's just different. a fancier version yeah. of crap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Because I've always wondered what's the big deal with Target. Because there's always been, a, like, a huge difference between King Supers and Walmart. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. King Supers all day. Yeah, King Supers is way different. Um, I was actually never a King Supers guy until recently. But they finally equilibriums hit the world enough with inflation where I'm like, well, King Supers is actually kind of the same price, and you do get some better quality stuff in mm -hmm. most spots unless you need like household goods, and then it gets a little tricky trying to say, well, do I buy my toilet paper at King Supers and pay an extra two bucks, or do I save it for a chip at Walmart and get my detergent and everything all at once? But yeah, Walmart could do a lot better. Like I said, just their store managers had more pride. Mm -hmm. it seems like, and you can tell when stores do and don't like. Like if you go to that Walmart in Longmont, that one's nice. We stopped at that one once, and yeah, that is a very nice long yeah. uh, Walmart. The only bad thing is I made Haley go there the other day, and she's like, "45 minutes." I was like, "Well, fuck Brighton Walmart. They can't keep their bathrooms clean or their stores clean." Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. And then Safeway, I was a big Safeway f fan for a long time, but I 
would bet a million dollars if anyone who listens to this knows or works at the Fort Lupton Safeway. I can go down there now and probably fill 10 shopping carts full of expired fucking shit that's on your shelf. I still shop there. I do. We still buy a little bit of stuff there, but I'm very vigilant about making sure you check the fucking expiration date. I started checking the... I noticed the biggest issue is condiments, like barbecue sauces, mustards, ranch dressings. That's the stuff you really got to watch. Okay. Canned goods. I, I noticed the since since we started the diet that there's that little corner of meat that they need to get rid of. And I was there yesterday after the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And they had tri-tip, tri-tip steaks mm-hmm. for sale. I got some there once. Yeah. we I cooked eight of them last night. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Nice. But, yeah. I guess I just wanted to tell people that. like, Don't hate on Megacorp. Think big before you get super judgy. Yeah. I remember I even told my dad because he made something on Facebook about it. And I was like, funny that comes from you of all people. Being as we, uh, like I said, my mom, my mom worked at Walmart for 10 or 15 years, you know, a couple different times on and off, but long time, you know, mm-hmm. definitely filled a lot of gaps. So I tell people, think big, think big, then make your judgment. Okay. I don't think you can go wrong if you do that. We needed the sheets, though. I'm fucking... The sheets would be fucking gangster. Dude, that is and the worst thing a about... And Whataburger. And I still haven't tried Whataburger. You were just in Texas. <laughs> I know. Um, in Dallas. I'm trying to be healthy. I fucking... Dude, so... It's it's always sketchy buying groceries. Especially now, because I'm not, like, on the road for two, three weeks straight. And the problem is, like, you can't go buy two or three days worth of food for one person. Yeah. You end up with too much or too little. So I've been trying to be cautious cause you know, I'm also not rich and I don't like to throw away money. So I've been doing a lot of like, if I'm buying from the truck stop, even though don't get me wrong, I know it's not the healthiest version of it, but I've been buying shitloads of salads, staying away from chips. Cause the problem is I have a fucking addiction to chips. Like you give me a bag of chips a bag could be this big or this big. I'm going to eat the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And I can eat just plain corn chips all day, every day. Dude, you give me a bag of corn chips, like the Tostito scoops and some ranch dip. That's like a video game delicacy for me. I'll sit there and just eat the entire bag. Oh yeah. Everything. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. So especially if you get good salsa, like mm-hmm. I can just chips and salsa all day, every day. I could live on it until my body finally like was like, all right, motherfucker, something's wrong here. <laughs> um, so no, I've been really cautious about, what I'm trying to buy. If they don't have salads that look like they won't kill me, I'll usually buy like a wrap. Um, but I was in Texas and I went, there was a barbecue place. I was like, all right, I want some meat. So I go over there and it was like the sketchiest looking barbecue place. And I'm like, never mind. You should have went in. Probably would have. No, I went in. The oh. food looks sketchy as shit. Looked about three days old. It was oh. like a gas station barbecue place. Oh, okay. So I was like, mm, nah. Yeah, probably not. If it's gas station barbecue. Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, there's some little grocery store I'd never heard of. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll go over there and I'll do a little bit of grocery shopping. So I go over there and the smallest thing of hamburgers I could buy was like four. So I ate four hamburgers in one night. <laughs> Just the patties, though, I mean. Was it Brahms? No. Oh. It was something weird I never heard of. But I haven't been to Brahms. Are they nice? They're good, yeah. They have your little dairy and produce area and then you obviously the fast food part that's attached to it gotcha yeah they're not bad oh no proms the pink and blue 
Yeah, it's a. Oh no, I've never been there. Burger. It's a fast food place. They have with, those everywhere. With a shop with a little mini grocery store attached to it. I thought it was just like a. I didn't know they had a grocery store. Yeah, Brahms. Yeah, they're, it's huh? a southern. Well, I guess I don't know what they like, have them everywhere. Yeah, they're in Oklahoma. They're in fucking yeah. yeah I good. thought I thought it was more like a Denny's with ice cream. No. That's all you ever see is the hamburgers and the ice cream sign. I didn't no. know they had groceries. Yeah, I'm to you can buy me. gallons of milk. You can buy lettuce. You can buy fruit and veggies there. I'm about to look. Yeah, I've never actually stopped at one. No, this was just some like uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. Somewhere between a dollar store. More than a dollar store, but less than a Safeway. It's a little town, little okay. little grocery store. Gotcha. Um, it'd be pretty close to like a small Safeway. Okay. The problem is, do you ever been to a Safeway like up in the Northeast? No. Dude, you go to Safeway like in Oregon or Washington. That shit is. That's Northwest. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> anyway, you go to the Safeway up in the. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> that shit is like a Whole Foods. It is fucking like 80 aisles of all organic. Well, yeah. Hardly any fake shit. And they're all like fancy as fuck, hardwood floors, lighting, wine sections. So fucking classy up there. I've FaceTime in Halo one time. I was like, this is the fucking fanciest Safeway I've ever seen. I feel like I'm in a jewelry store. Really? Yeah. So okay. fucking fancy. It's all glass house. Like the ceiling's all glass and what <laughs> yeah dude now we know where all the money's going it's all going up northwest compared yeah. to the one here in town and then uh, somewhere in montana a little town of montana they still had an albertson's across yeah. the street from a safeway yep i was like it's the same shit the, t- the <laughs> town in texas where my brother lives there's an albertson's and that's a really nice fucking albertson's i thought they got rid of all of them so did i yeah that's crazy but that's about all i got you got anything no we're just kind of ranting now i know <laughs> Well, I hope it was fulfilling. Yeah. Maybe you guys will hate mega corporations a little less. Hate them where they deserve it, though. Some of them are douchebags. Target. Target. Bud Light. (laughs) Starbucks. McDonald's. Bring Whataburger to Colorado. That's my my two cents. Bring sheets to Colorado. Bring sheets to Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Social medias. Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast. TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. And we still appreciate every interaction we get. Whether it's uh, you fucking suck, eat a dick, or we want you to talk about this. We will do that besides eating a dick. Slav, fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And we just hope you guys enjoy it. Um, We do this and it's fun. So like subscribe tell people about it you know the only way they'll know about it is if someone shows it to them so other than that that's all i got albert i'm good okay well we'll see you guys next week (laughs)